black and powerful, yes I am. Black and powerful, yes I am. Black and white world like Jefferson's. Black and white world, the rifleman. Black and white world, Batman. Black and white world, Pat Masterson. Black and white world, black and white world, black and powerful, yes I am. Hello world, I know I love me. I hope you hear me before you judge me. Hope you know me before you trust me and see my beauties before my uglies. I'm black and proud, just like Penny. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King podcast, and this is your boy Rodney Perry, King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. And today, uh, I really want to, you know, you know, thank everyone who's listened to uh, my most previous podcast. And that's my Praise Women uh, episode. It was very dope. Uh, thank you, Sydney Jarman, for joining me, for reaching out to me. We're definitely going to keep doing things together because I love your perspective. Um, and I told y'all, you know, I'm going to stay on this wave. I'm on a wave right now. You know, I'm feeling like it's the time. It's a time we're living in a time where we need to, you know, give credit where credit is due. Appreciate the ones who have been getting appreciated. And right now we're talking about women and we're still talking about women today. And so um, shout out to my girl, V. Bianca, who's been a guest on my show uh, before um, on my uh, Love, Happiness, and Age episode, which I definitely suggest for you guys to check out. And um, she, she, she uh, connected me with a with an artist, a local uh, Milwaukee artist by the name of Corey Fells, who's a brilliant, brilliant photographer, as well as you're a former um, soldier as well, right? Yeah, I'm currently um, a U.S. Army Reserve Soldier. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, Corey Fells, everyone. And I'm so glad, first off, thank you for uh, giving me your time, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be dope. It's going to be a dope conversation. And I know you're asking, why Why uh, am I interviewing or why am I talking to Corey Fells? And there's this very, very dope message and very dope vibe and very dope style and this inspiration that he is putting out there that I feel like is so, so vital. And let's jump right into it. So you have this project that you've essentially completed, correct? Yeah. And how long how long did it take you? It's, it's essentially the 100 women's, 100 women project where he took 100 photos of 100 different women with 100 different backgrounds and 100 different types of stories. It almost like when I went down your page, it made me feel kind of like it was like a uh, kind of like humans of New York. But it was, you know, even more and more specific. And that's what made it really, really dope. Um, And I suggest everyone to go and check out those photos and read a few of those young ladies uh, stories and what he had to write about them and what they had to say. And I just loved um, the very first one was, uh, let me see, let me pull that up, uh, where you just essentially just explaining it. And you say that you're, you know, essentially this inspiration came a lot from like your mom's his own experiences. And she was just a really, really big part. And she was kind of the, the, essentially the guide to all these different stories and all these different women that you have captured and, you know, and just created a whole, whole story around it. And now, even built up to you know create a whole you know exhibit in sort called Pookie that you're gonna eventually you know do this year, which is really 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 dope. Tell me about your inspiration. What made what led you to do this hundred women project? Um, 
it, it had to go back to me wanting to take the tag be a little bit serious. I was uh, dating a girl about like two and a half years ago, and uh, she really just gave me her honest her her perception of uh, her honest opinion of uh, my photography. And to be very honest, I wasn't really taking it very like serious. I was just doing photos just to do photos, and I kind of lost the passion. And so she told me very candidly, like she didn't mm -hmm. like my photos. She didn't think I was a very good photographer. I wasn't a real photographer, and that I never took photos of her. And uh, yeah, and that's where it kind of spawned off from. So we broke up. Of course. I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> and we, I wanted to like take photography a little bit more serious, but I wanted to be more creative. I wanted to do something very unique. So I spent about like almost a half a year just researching photographers, styles art and uh, things of that nature things both locally and also like internationally mm -hmm. and uh from there that's why i really, really wanted to take a concept and build around it i wanted to build a concept uh and have photos relate to that concept very well like there not of her, but women that look just like her. Mm -hmm. And so as, as a way to be spiteful towards her for her saying that I wasn't a good photographer, uh, that concept kind of broke apart because I felt like it didn't add enough substance. Of course. It would have meant the world for me to do something like that, but it was, uh, that's just not, that's not where I wanted to take my art. So uh, mm -hmm. I kind of related to the fact that I never took photos of her to my mom. Yeah. I only have one. I only have one photo of my mom, which is pretty much just uh, an obituary of her. Um, oh, when I was man. young, when she passed away, um, things kind of happened. I wasn't able to like gain some like material possession. So the little things that I do have, I cherish them. I don't put them out in the open. I don't I have them stashed away for myself. Mm -hmm. So I wondered why did I never take pictures of girls that I dated? And it was just for that main reason there. I never even, I didn't even have a photo of my mom. Exactly. I had a photo of my mom when I was in boot camp, but it was had to be folded so many ways. And a couple of times I'd get it in my pocket and it actually going to get washed. So now it's to a point where I can't even unfold it to look at the actual photo. Oh my. So from there, uh, I wanted to do something with more substance and I also wanted to do something that reminded me of my mom. So at first I wanted to do a project where I talked about the different melanin, great, uh, Melanin uh, gradually from like the most pale black person to the most darkest bark by a black person. Which but I think I you should actually do. That, yeah, that, that's yeah, a dope yeah, project. Yeah. That's a dope I concept. To do that. Yeah, I wanted to do that and talk about the Willie Lynch theory about how to control, or how to make the black person hate themselves. But I forgot we live in Wisconsin, so the, the skin mm -hmm. tone of the melanin is very like marginalized because you don't get that much sun. You get three months of sun out of them. 12 month year mm -hmm. so uh i wasn't i wouldn't be able to get that different gradient of black so i wanted to evolve it to something that mean a little bit more meaningful to me so i devised a project called it was actually supposed to be 50 women mm -hmm. instead of 100 women uh so i got my closest female friends that are pretty popular in the city and i took photos of them so i took photos of about 20 of them and I used them as an example for other women that would be kind of leery about getting their photos taken because we're all kind of like self-conscious about getting their photos taken. Mm -hmm. And I used them as like, okay, these are women that are very comfortable taking photos and this is the concept and this is the purpose. Uh, so I put it out on Facebook and it did really, really well. 
I got a lot of shares throughout Milwaukee and I asked the people if you can come up on this particular day at this location, I would grad I'll be happy and that would that'll be great. So that day comes and literally I shot more than fifty women from eleven until six PM. Yeah. Nonstop. Like you can even ask my assistant. I we had three cameras on set. All mm -hmm. three cameras died. Um I probably had one bite of a sandwich the whole entire day. Mm. And it was nonstop work from time from the time I got there to the time I had to leave and there's no more sunlight. Uh, so I think in total I had like about 60 or 70 photos at the end of that day and it would just be a weird number just to stop at 60 or 70 so I just told myself let me just push it to 100 and I know I could have done it probably the next following week and finished the project but I got word from a friend that said that heard about the project that lives in Chicago her name is Bree and she told me why would not I just wait for the season to change because I was taking them on the back of a uh, uh, a, uh, a building that had a whole bunch of leaves and vines, but won't wait for the seasons to change and then be able to see that gradual decline and growth of the leaves changing with the women in front of it. Mm -hmm. So I listened to her. That was very great, great advice. And I correlated that to the cyclical nature of just people and just life. Um, correlating that back to the story of me and my mom. When my mom passed, uh, I kind of I kind of lost, time was like lost. I didn't know what, what to go from there, so I started just dating women. And I started dating women with the emphasis of women that looked like my mom or reminded me of my mom. Kind of, mm -hmm. kind of like the Oedipus complex, yeah. but in, in a different way. And so I did that, and I related the background of the leaves and the women to just the story of me and my mom. Oh my man, that's that's powerful. Like that's really, really, that's really dope. And and it's and I, it's crazy how like you know you went from this real kind of like really fucked up moment with your ex, but it inspired <laughs> the hell out of you to actually like you know what I'm, let me get serious about this. If I say I want to do this, let me get serious about this. And then you going through that process of starting to think like okay so if i'm gonna get serious now if that's the case let me essentially put my like whole full mind body and soul into my inspiration into my actual process and creation and what's actually influencing me what's my motive what am i what's the message that i'm trying to get across and it's dope that it went from that and it came all the way back to a really, really, really like genuine idea and an idea that's really, really dope. That's really connecting. Uh, everyone loves their mother almost for the most part. Yeah. So I feel like that being, you know, the center and foundation of it all is a beautiful thing. And so all the so all the stories that you got from all these different women, like, I guess, how did you? Uh, kind of just ask them different questions did you just ask them you know how did you compile all of you know all of these different stories and all these different things did you just ask the same question or what did you do what was your process on kind of like gathering those things well I always ask well, I always try to ask like what school did the girl go to because we Milwaukee is like a pretty segregated city so mm -hmm. the south mm -hmm. side a lot of people know uh, is where the Hispanics 
Hispanic culture and Latino, Latino and Latina women and men are, and then just the north side of Milwaukee is more of like the black culture, and the east side is more of like a college rich culture, um, and the west side is where like the retired people go to. So that was where my first question lied. I always asked them what high school they went to, and then that was pretty much the basis of where I could go from there. Mm-hmm. So if the person was mm-hmm. to say, hey, uh, I'm from the South Side, I went to this school, then that's where I stood from there. Uh, there's a lot of women and just people in general who do this uh, that are kind of standoffish, especially with me being a stranger and mm-hmm. being a photographer. Mm-hmm. It's just really like, okay, I'm just going to give you straight answers, so I'm going to do this. And Damn. just from the stance, Damn. yeah, yeah, you can see when some uh, when I seen a woman that had her arms folded, I seen that she was very reserved and she wasn't really relaxed. That would have made that would not made for a good photo. So I had to make sure she was more relaxed. So I talked to her. So hey, how's your day going? What are you doing today? Oh, you doing that? Okay, do you like this? And I had to warm them up to the idea of me asking very intimate questions, such as like, how's your relationship with your mom? How's your relationship with your dad? Yeah. Or who gave you the mm-hmm. understanding of like where a relationship is? Did you get a talk or was it more verbal? Or you know, was it a talk or was it more like you visually seeing what a relationship is? Or did you come up with your own concept with what, what that is? Um, how do you want to raise your children to have that perception of what a relationship is or what is love or all these different things if I had to warm up each person with that type of idea. And even so, some I didn't even talk about relationships. Some I just talked about their personal, personal um, conquering, like in life, far as like with their just confidence or just their personal mm-hmm. endeavors and things like that. And there were some really dope women that just gave me great talk. So there's some instances where I just talked to one girl for about two or three hours outside of that one day. Yeah. And I just talked to them yeah. for hours, and they just told me so many different perspectives, and just yeah, it just it was just spawned off from there. So these are very genuine talks. It's nothing like where you're sitting down at Sears or <laughs> sitting sitting at Sears and just a photographer just asking how's your day. Okay, cool. Snap, snap, <laughs> boom. That's that's the end of your day. I was really trying to understand yeah. who they were, and a lot of these women, I know somebody that knows them. Or, oh, I used to play basketball with their older brother or their younger brother or this and that. Yeah. So the city that's very segregated, segregated, but extremely small. Yeah, and that's and that's interesting. I've heard so many different things about uh, Milwaukee. I still haven't been yet. Oh, yeah. uh, I haven't traveled too much in the, uh, in the Midwest since moving here. And I'm from the South originally. But that is interesting. And I and um, one of my best uh, one of my best friends a photographer as well and uh me and him when, he, when we were living together it was kind of like i was at the beginning of him getting serious just like how you did you know when he was finally like you know what let me i actually like love doing this but let me actually like get serious learn this learn new things keep sharpening my craft making my eye you know even better because i know i can take a great picture but I want to take pictures like this. I want to be able to do things like this. I want to actually, you know, have the ability to do whatever. And he's literally, it was, he's a natural, so he's grown to be an incredible photographer. And it was great to see him grow to that point. And like, I feel like a lot of people don't even see it. But uh, when I like go and like praise him for all the great photos he takes, and he, he's, his, you know, his common muse is always women as well. And 
it's interesting and I've been there and I've you know helped him and been his photo assistant and it's so dope just kind of like we definitely created this really uh, kind of freestyle way for us we essentially did what you did but for every single type of photo shoot like every single type of photo shoot and I feel like there's something about you know when it comes to just art and actually connecting with the with the muse that you're actually you know being inspired by and I feel like a lot of people because today in today's world photography is trendy as hell everyone feels like <laughs> they can just get a damn camera and take a picture you know and you've seen the memes this shit is crazy yeah. like you have I've seen shit like people just okay this is what I want you to do I want you to stand in the middle of your laundry room but right and, and and it was like and what I and what the message is is that you don't need clothes even though you're surrounded in a in a room filled with clothes you don't need clothes so it makes sense so just get naked and matter of fact turn around so they can like see your ass right. so it's like it, I, like the fact that and you can always tell that these people the, those type of photographers oh I can't even call them photographers but those type of people who you know who have cameras and take those photos are those type of people. And I love, you know, I always love to see real true artists who have a message because that that's what's gonna always hold up. That's what's gonna always last because those those guys, they can't keep up. They're not gonna be able to keep up with that type of, you know, um, just disingenuousness. And I love that, you know, that's your process because that was a process I know for a fact that works. Yes. Just talking to a talking to the person you're about to take photos yeah. of, no matter what the what type of photos they are, because uh, it was at, it got to the point to where we were collaborating on the idea, where we came in and we told them, you know, this is what we're thinking, this is what we want to do, whatever, whatever. We do it, and as the photo shoot just kind of goes and they get even more comfortable, even more comfortable. They, you know, start essentially start feeling themselves in, in the yep. best type of way and start giving you more and giving you more and giving yep. you some of your best shots. And I love, love that, love moments like that. And yeah. I really want to, I really want to say that, you know, like women, women definitely are like the best muses, yep. the original muse, you know, the black woman is God, all that. I am a firm believer of all of yep. this. And because I feel like, when you think about just, you know, and I tell I tell women this all the time because I went to school that was 27 to 1 and male to female ratio. Oh, wow. oh. So I was literally surrounded by women every day and it gave me a beautiful perspective. And first off, I think going to my school could either make you, because I went to Clark Lane University in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, and it can either make you very like a fucking hoe of a man <laughs> or make you the one of the most kind of like understanding yeah, gentlemen yeah, ever yeah. because uh you just if you actually kind of like take the time to you know to and think and like listen you'll learn so much and that and that was what i spent a lot of my time doing and just understanding you know like just the appreciation of body yep. the appreciation of you know all these different things just you know uh, highlighting the small and simple things about people is so it's so interesting to see and I love that you know photographers are now getting to that and showing so many beautiful beautiful brown faces and you contributing to that as well and um I definitely my next question is um 
I did an episode called How to Resist. And one in one part of the episode, because uh, it was essentially like it was right after the election and everyone was feeling the type of way. And when I do my like solo episodes, usually it's just me on my soapbox and I'm trying to give a solution and trying to, you know, make make sense of everything. Give a perspective that, you know, at least is positive in these moments where it's like, damn, what the hell is going on? And one thing I talked about was creating and collaborating. And I feel like what you did with this 100 Women Project is one of the biggest examples of, you know, using creation and collaborating with other people to give off a message, like proclaim something that is very powerful and uplift and be positive. I guess what I guess, how do you feel that? art is something that you know art is a method of protest and art is a method of kind of you know making statements what is your stance on that and is that something that you are conscious of when you create your art or is it something that just you know really just ends up well i just thought of this and it just so happens it's a statement that needs to be made too you yeah, know yeah um when i first started off in photography i honestly started doing it with my brother and he's my older brother he's like how Kanye West or Jay-Z was to Kanye West, where he was like, oh man, mm -hmm. he's, doing like, he's doing really dope shit. And he's really like, mm -hmm. it's just come so natural to him. He loves clothes, he loves art. And I was, mm -hmm. before I even got to photography, I was really into like engineering and school and basketball. So art was really not something that was in my core, my, 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 my cerebellum very well. So um, mm -hmm. when we would go do take, take photos, he'll tell me like, no, I want you to like, take pictures of this or take pictures of that or doing this and this and that and so I started to construct my own sense of like style and just aesthetic from there um, mm -hmm. but I knew I couldn't do it like my brother because I was always being associated with my brother very like very very much so like for example of when course. I was younger and me and him would hang out all the time when people didn't see me or didn't see him and they saw me they'll always ask me like, hey what's up man where's your brother and that gets very annoying because you want to be your own man and I'm like, he's not here, but I'm here, what's up? But from there, I was like, okay, I need to be able to create my own aesthetic and my own style. So he was really into clothes and really into like high fashion. And I was too, to a degree, but I wanted to do something more meaningful. So I always, I always say this, he probably didn't like this, doesn't like this, but he's, he's more of a Drake. He's more of like the more likable, he doesn't have to have much substance, but it's like, he, that's his style. I'm more of yeah. a J. Cole where I could do the same exact things, but I want a lot more substance. I want some more meaning that has like, mm -hmm. it may not be for, for you, but you know it's, it's coming from a real place. So yeah. when I do photography, I just don't, that's one thing for me as a photographer, it does not satisfy me just to go out one day and just take photos and make myself take photos every single day. Um, that's why I was told when I was first starting off in photography that I should take photos every single day. But I feel like that was mm. forceful. It's not allowing me to be able to come up with my own creative. I just wanted to take photos and then also have something meaningful or just have it look really cool and unique. I don't want to take the same yeah. photo that everyone else is doing. Like I said, Milwaukee is very small, also kind of big. So if I took a photo in this type of certain place, I can guarantee 20, 20 photographers took that same photo in that same angle, that same place, 20 times before I did. And 
it will continue to go on after I do it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, and I and I applaud you know photographers who have the ability to shoot anywhere, yeah. to make the most. It seems like these are the most meaningless spaces into yeah. just epic, just epic as hell. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen it done in so many different times. I've seen it done with pictures taken of me. Um, like I'm like like yeah, if y'all only knew where I was at when the picture <laughs> was took. You would be like, "What the hell?" Yeah. Um, like, have so many pictures that like that just, that are very random, dope things. But I, I I asked that because I believe that within the episode I spoke on, you know, just kind of how we can, you know, how no matter who you are, how you can be involved in this kind of like movement of resistance and movement of if you can't stand, you know, the political climate we live in, you feel like there's so much going on in the world. There's a way for every single person to be involved, no matter if you actually want to be that individual who wants to, you know, go out and march and protest and do all those things. But I feel like that's something that's not for everyone. Exactly. And in the episode uh, I spoke on, you know, there's so many artists and I believe I'm, I come from a stance where when you're an artist and especially one, one that has built an esteem for yourself, that you do have uh, a social responsibility. Um, you do you do have to think about, you know, the people who support you and actually speak to them and speak for them um, in certain moments. And I feel like, you know, there's a really big thing to, you know, kind of shut uh, celebrities down and things like that. But my thing is it's a way to handle all of it. Yeah. It's it's fairly simple. I feel like they always freeze up or always be like, well, look, why we always got to be so damn political? Like, I don't, I don't, you know, they always get real defensive about it. It's kind of like, if you don't know, if you're not informed, don't pick a side. Don't, don't stand, don't say anything because what ends up happening is you have all lives matter situation and you just like, damn, we got my, my favorite damn, you know, actor, rapper, whoever, you know what I'm saying? And what's crazy is half of it is them just being ignorant as hell. Yeah. They're so distant to, you know, those types of things that they really don't understand, like, what's really going on. I can on. get that to 100%, but, like, I, I, I was, I'm still in school, so you get that, like, movement. You see, you see that very often, like, for me, I'm in it firsthand, yes. because a lot of it's mm-hmm. always happening, like, on college campuses. You hear you, yeah. things are always moving, but not too far away from the college campus, my grandma lives in the hood. Like, my grandma is very mm-hmm. well known in the hood because she will... She would bring in a homeless man or some of the some of the little kids around the neighborhood and ask them, "Have you have you eaten today?" And she'll mm-hmm. cook him a plate and don't know him from Adam or Eve. And I'm coming in, I'm like, "Grandma, yep. do you know this person?" No, they they just live down the street or something like that. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sometimes talking to these like some of these guys are pretty much older than me or either at my age or a little bit younger. And the yep. political the political. What happens in politics does not mm-hmm. always like affect the street. For like example, uh, when the right. recession first happened, it did mm-hmm. not shake up the hood because <laughs> if the, everybody was we are was the used, same, we was we was already yeah. living in a recession our lives. Exactly. So what was happening in the hood mm-hmm. was it, it was already happening. So nothing yep. shook in the hood. So like that's the reason exactly. why a lot of black people, some black people are like, oh, Obama didn't really do anything for us, or he didn't do, if you don't understand the political construct of what he had to overcome, or what he actually did do, then in the hood, then people are like, 
it didn't touch us yet. It didn't it didn't affect us yet. So why should we worry about it? We already got our own worries. So I understand that very gravely. But I understand we t- <laughs> the other uh, other side too, where like people in the hood aren't really too much concerned about the political uh, climate of the world right now because it has not physically touched them yet. That that's real. That's real. That's real. And but also I think uh, there's a misunderstanding too on. Uh, where certain struggles that they have are coming from too i think you know that's the you know we we or how we contribute to those struggles you know getting a part of the system getting all this type of you know government aid and government funding we're literally kind of you know creating crutches for ourselves within our own communities because once they start to cut those things and see those things is, you know, expendable, now how the hell are we gonna eat? Where the hell are we gonna live? Yep. Things are gonna get even harder. So I feel like, you know, you gotta inform these, you know, every single type of space on, you know, the, the society that they live in. And regardless of how involved you are, you gotta be, you know, at least informed on what affects you specifically um but to you know to uh segue back into to women i feel like there's a really really uh really really i love that there's a resurgence within you know just all of just all of womankind right now there's so much going on and you know with the women's march and these different things and i love even the controversial dialogue of you know of uh women of color especially black women kind of speaking out like hey where have you been lately what's been going on and now you're trying to do these things or you're trying to speak for us we're not involved in these movements in the way that we should and in my previous episode praise women i was speaking you know really on you know how men need to be better allies to women in general um and from this perspective just black black women to uh, black men we definitely need to you know increase and be better with the relations amongst each other um because these are our mothers these are our sisters these are our yep, aunts yep. and if if they're going through things and they're going through these things and feel like they're kind of alone then that's a problem because yep. it's because they're not alone and not they shouldn't have to be alone and if we quote unquote are the men that we say that we are and protected and, and we're the ones who are so whatever whatever domineering and alpha males and whatever whatever we really are dropping the ball yeah. so tell me how what do you think do you think it's significant to be an ally to women because i feel like you already you already are doing this project you know promoting you know promoting just beauty promoting you know self self love promoting you know just self reflection and just the diversity i feel like you know you're doing a beautiful thing what do you think about just the significance of you know men being allies to women in today's world thank you man um it's just i don't know it's kind of hard for me to kind of explain it my my i grew up in a house full of women so i was raised by women so yep. it comes to me naturally uh exactly my Pretty much 90% of my family is like nothing but women, so I'm seeing it on the daily. Um, and then I just have a personal love for women, multicultural women. So that means black women, Native American women, Latino women. Just I just mm-hmm. have a natural love for women. And so um, mm-hmm. a lot of times when I was younger, my sisters would go into getting relationships. They were much older than me at the time, so I was like six, mm-hmm. and they were like 16. So you see 
what happened when I seen what happened when it came to my my sisters having a relationship and then being broken up and I saw the result of that. They'll be upset, they'll be they'll be moody, this is what happened to them. I saw like the defining points of that and then I saw how my mom reacted to it. How my mom would tell my sisters like don't let them get you down, you should never let a man have this much power over you or if you ever get into a relationship it should never be a compromise. It should just be a two gears working independently and then slowly getting together to work together. It should never just be yeah. drop everything for this one person. Um, so my personal love is always constructed from my sisters, my moms, my aunties. And it just kind of transcended when I got into school. When I got into school, most of my, most of my friends were female women or female friends. And as I got mm. older and got some more into sports, because like most of sports guys are in it so I became more and more of a guy when I got to high school and then kind of went back away from it once my mom died and I became more more conscious of like the type of women that were around or uh, just listening more and things like that so a lot of these women friends or possibly like intimate relationships taught me so many things it was like for example this is real close friend I got named Tatiana she goes to school she goes to school in Syracuse and when I first met her I was like wow this girl's <laughs> this girl's amazing she, she mm -hmm. thought a different way she had different rebuttals she had a humor that was very unique and I liked it so I'm like hey we, we should probably like hook up and she told me right then and there like it's, it's not that simple you don't get into a relationship just because you like the outer shell of that person you get to know them first you you, you, it takes you a while. Oh, she came at you like that. Yeah, it was. It was, it was Man, crazy, like, that would have made me like it still. Exactly, shit. exactly. But now <laughs> we're like really good friends. But she told me like, that's you don't good. Do that. Like you don't just like go to a woman and think, okay, you're gonna be God's gift to earth to her. And in certain mm -hmm. ways, of course, you could be able to be like, okay, this is God's gift to me as a man. But it should just mm -hmm. naturally, organically come together. It should just be very genuine and it shouldn't just be forced or it shouldn't be like the way society is trying to make relationships be the way they are where, oh, she's really dope, I'm really dope, we work together just because we're outer shells, we're dope. No, it's not like that. It's chemistry that needs to be uh, developed and then biology and all this other stuff. But um, my personal relationship and me allying with women is just coming from a very organic and natural place. Um, my photography reflects it because I just like taking photos of women. I take, I sit down and talk to women for about a good hour or so before I take any type of photos. I want to make sure that they're comfortable with themselves and whatever they're not comfortable with, I'm going to show them that they have nothing to worry about. And so, um, mm. yeah, it's just coming from an extremely organic place. You, <laughs> and it's just coming from me just being a force that type of narrative and that philosophy through the women I've always befriended or dated or just always in, uh, even encountered. Women have always enforced those type of narratives, especially through like what my mom taught me as a kid. So that's what pretty much all the project pretty much is really stemming from is what these narratives my mom taught me at an early age and then being enforced by the women I've encountered through friendships and relationships. And I think that's that's, you know, it's really vital. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I feel like that's a key, key part that we really, really as men need to do better with. We need to be 
we need to be friends more yeah. with with women we need to because i feel like when we're that we can have more empathy we can actually find that understanding we can find that commonality and it can make us once we we you know we find those you know romantic interests it makes us better it makes us pay attention to things we understand things love jones is a perfect example of that love jones when he was initially trying to be like hey you, you're a real dope girl i'm a real dope guy we should get together and then night long was mm-hmm. like no we should do it. like and then from experiences of them doing different things him knowing what she does not uh, what she does like and what she doesn't like and then her learning that about him vice versa made that like chemistry be more natural and then from there it just became like a beautiful aesthetic love it didn't seem like oh we're just two dope people that can take photos of each other and make it seem like we're dope but not in reality we're not it love jones is a perfect example of that classic 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 you you definitely um have to mold and i think it took me a while um because i was really on i was really on that kick of just you know women that I, I've seen romantically, I've, that's how I see you. Like, that's really nothing else type yeah. of thing. Like, I, w- I, want you to be, I want you to be my girl, that's it. And, um, but I realized once things didn't work, how, it like, I'm not, with none of my exes, I'm cool with none of them, <laughs> right? And I had to come into like a realization because everyone else I knew, like they had like at least one or two exes that they would like either became great friends with or still talk to to this day or whatever and i'm like damn <laughs> what's wrong with me you know what i'm saying because it, it, it's not like all of them were like bad breakups <laughs> and all types of craziness but i thought about it, i'm like you know what you when you don't have this foundation of a friendship and this foundation of uh, of anything yeah. if literally you started went out the gate yeah. and were and kind of wooed them and they immediately kind of you know reciprocated those actions yeah. and those feelings and they see you in the exact same way and don't see you anything else they see you as they man and vice yeah. versa and but once that ends once that you know those feelings change yeah. then well we're going to go back to what we used to be and that was nothing exactly right? so exactly. so it I, I definitely um grew appreciation for you know having building a friendship us understanding each other us getting to know each other and you know i feel like it's a very very beautiful thing and just in but just in general even if it doesn't lead to anything romantic i feel like guys have to you know open their minds up to just being great allies great friends and just dependable friends and uh and supportive friends to women like that if you don't get anything from this episode men we gotta do better and also um for the ladies who are listening i feel like people it's so hard and i know because i think i'm a very you know i can be very cynical at times it's so hard for people to kind of like analyze and evaluate the people that they hang around but i feel like when with women especially actually evaluate and analyze the men that are around you and if they you know if you if you've been in you know several situations where you you know needed them and they still didn't come through if you if but you're the one who's always you know coming through for them being that great friend whatever whatever you really might have to change your circle and i know it's hard i know you might have been friends for a while but trust me 
it's only for your good to you know keep people around you who are giving you exactly who are putting in exactly what you putting out yeah. um you know picking up what you putting yeah. down and but I, I just uh, last thing and that is to talk about Pookie yeah. and what is who is Pookie is Pookie your mom or is Pookie something else? Uh, Pookie is my mom. Uh, the the mm-hmm. hundred women is this a sub project uh, in the exhibition. Yes. And uh, exhibition titled Pookie. Uh, Pookie is my mom's nickname, and that's how everyone in mm-hmm. Milwaukee or the people that knew my mom knew her as. Uh, some people, depending mm-hmm. on your different dialect, we went down the south. Down south, some people called her Poochie because uh, that was just mm-hmm. the dialect, or some people called her Poop. Or Pookie, but my mom mm-hmm. was constantly known as his name, and uh, yeah, that, that was the type of person she was. If you look up the word Pookie, it's a very, it's a, it's a, a word of endearment when you give to give that name mm-hmm. to somebody. Um, so mm-hmm. if you call your significant other Pookie, that means that that person is very significant to you. And so um, the overall exhibition is just about appreciation of just women while I am giving a celebration to millennial women because these are the women that I feel like like for example Rihanna is one that she can be able to be half naked and not have a dude and not have no no care in the world because she's very comfortable with herself and she doesn't have to live by the taboos mm-hmm. in society just all no yep. matter black white Native American Indian whatever women are more liberated now than they ever were before. My mom was like that. My mom was like, I'm gonna do whatever I want. No man, woman, or child is gonna tell me what I'm doing is wrong because I'm very comfortable within myself and this is the type of person I am. She was the type of woman that she go get, she'll go get her car fixed by the next door neighbor, but she is going out there with the mechanic and freezing cold weather. She getting her hands dirty yeah, too. Yeah, she's like, what is that? Yeah. Okay, bet, let me write that down. How, why are you moving that? Okay, bet. Let me <laughs> let me go on YouTube later and figure out why you did that. Stuff like that. But she'll be like the type of woman where, uh, for example, she she bought her very first house. We went, we lived in a neighborhood in Park Lawn where it's like pretty much horrible. We got our house shot at before. We got our house robbed in. We even got cars set on fire. And so she, when she bought her first home, she was completely liberated because we didn't have to live by anybody that lived up uh, above us below us behind us or to the left or right of us we were able to be secluded in our own little safe neighborhood so we had a, a nice little house but it was painted all white and my mom didn't want that color she always wanted it she her favorite color was purple so she told me one year we're going to chip off all the old paint off the house and we're going to paint it purple I'm thinking, okay, you're going to tell me this because you want the contractor to do it. She said, no, me and you going to do it. So mm-hmm. we painted the whole house purple because she wanted to. She wanted flowers there every single year. We tore down an old fence. Uh, she, We brought up new fences and painted those fences purple. She wanted to do what she wanted to do because she was a homeowner. And she, was a, she, she wasn't supposed to be a home, homeowner. She was a woman that was raised during the 60s where women didn't have rights at all. Mm-hmm. And so um, that goes back to the construct or uh, the story that like their eyes are watching God, or any writings from Zora Hurston where women are very very marginalized. And so now mm-hmm. women are not being allowed to be as open as they want to, but they're going to anyway. They're going to do whatever they want because that's what they want to do. 
Some women don't want to mm-hmm. be as open, and that's okay. That's their that's their vice. But some women, I want to be as open as possible. So if I don't care if I want to be able to wear this, I shouldn't be treated as such. Or if I want to say this that's exactly. off the wall, I can say it because this guy next to me can say it and be totally cool with it. Exactly. So, Exactly. <laughs> millennial women, uh, every single photo I'm taking through this project is going to be about millennial women and it's going to correlate mm-hmm. to how my mom was just that same woman during the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and early 2000s. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So when 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 are you, when and where are you displaying Pokey? Um, I just got a little bit of confirmation, but I'm going to be doing it here in Milwaukee. Uh, June mm-hmm. 25th, which is actually the day she died, and then I'm gonna do it next following month in July, hopefully uh, the 22nd in Chicago, and then from there I'm gonna also take on the exhibition in August to some borough I don't know which borough yet in New York. Oh man, oh man, this is gonna be dope. This is gonna be dope. We definitely gotta uh, stay connected because I would love to help in any any way. Yeah, man. To get that to, to get that going, for especially because this is really really dope. This is a really dope project. I definitely support the movement. I definitely support the message because we gotta we gotta you know use our art to to push out these types of positive things and highlight you know the diversity of women and how women are on a monolith and how they're so different and so beautiful and how they need to be protected and treated equally and just treated fairly and just treated as the humans that they yep. are and and that's that's it's as simple as that um i want to thank you thank you thank you Corey, for uh for giving me your time i loved everything that you had to say and this is good this is a great episode and i really really hope everyone who's listening go follow Corey. Where can they follow you, Corey? Um, my Instagram and Twitter uh, is D Corey F. D C O R E Y F for Instagram and Twitter, and uh, I think also Tumblr. And uh, Facebook is Corey Fell, C O R E Y F E L L S. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, definitely follow Corey, support Corey. If you're in the Milwaukee area and you're listening to this, definitely support, support, support. You know, once the exhibit happens in Chicago, support, support, support. And also, you know, definitely, you know, hope that all you get the biggest of crowds. This gives you, opens even more and more doors for you to do even bigger campaigns like this um, with even with even doper resources, with even more people. Tell I'm talking about. I can you, I can definitely see this being a reoccurring, growing. You got different types of versions of it, and you and I haven't got the, uh, the melanin one. You know that's <laughs> that's that still needs to happen. Write that one down for sure, because I need to see that. And um and but it's it's a beautiful thing. Thanks everyone for who's listening. If you don't know now, you know you can listen to the Simply King podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available from TuneIn Radio to SoundCloud to uh, the Apple Purple Podcast app um, to Google Play. I'm on everything, and I want you to go ahead and press that subscribe button so you don't miss out on this content. Go ahead and share. Go ahead and leave a review. Comment. 
if you got something to say. And also, I am, you know, the door, my door is open, my email is open for anyone just like a person just like Corey who who's doing some really dope things has a really dope perspective and is you know just young and out here getting it hit me up i want to talk to you and have you know and present my platform to you as a as a way for us to have this dialogue and put out this really really beautiful message because I know your mom really, really loves that you're doing all of this, bro. Thank you. This is really, 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 really dope. And this is a, a blessing on her for sure. And um, and definitely keep that genuineness with you. That's really, really beautiful. Um, um, so, thanks to you again, Corey. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is Simply King. See y'all next week. Appreciate it. Some spies